0: I still say it was your idea. Okay. Well, today we wanted to discuss what our logo was because we never really explained that.
1: That's why I'm saying. I still say that was your idea. I know oh, you're yeah. trying to claim that, no, it was all me. I just put it together. I like. I would have to go back in the text, but I'm pretty sure it was like 50-50. Yeah. Well, I, I think I'm the one who came up with it, but it was based on the fact that our whole idea was the concept that you wouldn't be able to do this without having at least three drinks in the Yeah. Game yeah yeah that's that's my like i'm just very relaxed at that point which is really funny considering we've done all of this without you having any drinks i think today's the first day you've actually had a drink yeah and it was watered down and you were eating ice in between every sip or something it was just baileys it was baileys in hot water but it always leaves
0: a coating so but it was homemade baileys (laughs) homemade yes homemade baileys that is an important point
1: anyway our logo um the two rings represent a wine ring because, you know, writing and wine go hand in hand, I guess. Um, and a tea ring. Because we both probably drink way more tea than is healthy for us. Yeah. Yeah. it's about right. We, we drink a lot of tea. I still, I, if this ever gets off the ground and really going, I really want merch. I yes. want to justify being able to buy a button maker. <laughs> And just make all our, all our merch will just be the two rings. Buttons are actually so expensive. I know! Like,
0: I looked at getting some for the Amazon Scooch stuff and it was like three bucks a button. And I'm like, I can't, no. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't buy a hundred buttons and spend mm-hmm. three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so that's our logo. Yeah. Yeah. So exciting. Such a thrilling intro, you know. <laughs> and on that lovely note, what up everyone? I am Brynn. I am Ricky. When we are Writers in Progress, and I am very excited about today. Yes. Yeah. We we had a lot more time to write this. Neither of us used all that time. Nope. I waited until last night, because I was, like, panicking and
0: needed something out.
1: Well, and I'm... It's funny, because I ended up... I wrote mine really quickly. Yeah. Like, you messaged me, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but... As excited as I am, I am kind of worried that because I wrote it so quickly, some things may be rushed, or feel rushed. But I also didn't want to go back and reread it and start adding to it, because I felt like I was going to end up making it a lot longer, and it was already, like, three pages long, and I'm like, it's supposed to be a short story! three pages? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. I'm really excited about this one, okay? And I tried to, like, actually put some detail in this, because I kept saying last time that the only way I can write short stories is if I don't have any details. So I tried to put some details in this oh one. Oh my gosh. I've got two pages. It's better than
0: I was expecting. That's good. Because like, I wrote it at literally 10.30 to 11.30 last night while Jordan was sleeping beside
1: me. Oh, adorable. I <laughs>
0: had no idea what I was doing. Beautiful.
1: I am going to love the day that he ends up discovering this podcast and just be so confused. Well, I mean, Julie talked about it blatantly in
0: front of him, but he was just like, loose. oblivious.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was going to talk about it the other day. When we were together, well, cause yeah. we had that weird thing with the Instagram, and yeah. then I was gonna like ask you a couple questions. And I'm like, mm, let mm, no, it's okay, I can wait.
0: Like I'm not sure if he has figured it out and is just like ignoring it, yeah, or if he's just completely
1: oblivious, or if he's just like, surely I must have heard that wrong. Anyway, <laughs> um, do we have a quarter? I do. <gasps> Yay!
0: I was we don't prepared. have to
1: dig for it this time. Okay, heads or tails. Uh,
0: tails. Remember, tails is the <laughs> caribou, but it's not.
1: It is heads. All right. How do I always end up I know. reading first? Okay. Mine is called Safe Landing. Okay. And okay. we should probably remind people what our yes, prompt was right. before we get into this and they're like, I don't know what I'm listening to. Okay. Our prompt was a campfire, a scream, and a lie that gets bigger and bigger. I struggled with the lie part. I it's did like, too. My scream
0: is whatever. You yeah. can throw
1: that in there whenever. Mm-hmm. But I think with mine, the lie isn't super obvious. Unless you like you reread it and then you're like, oh now I see it. Which I mean I feel like is kind of the thing with short stories anyway. So yeah. I'm just that's how I'm justifying it. I this. left mine I'm not gonna talk about mine. Okay, yet, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mine is called Safe Landing. Cassidy listened to the waves lapping against the side of the boat. She was half aware of the boys' discussing direction and weather patterns in the wheelhouse, but she tuned them out, focusing on the warmth of the sun on her face. "'Do you think they actually know what they're talking about?' Sarah asked, draping her legs over Cassie's, lifting her oversized sunglasses to glance at the boys' backs before smoothly sliding them back onto her nose. "'Well, they haven't gotten his kills... or lost... yet, so... maybe?' "'The confidence boost is incredible,' Tilly laughed, "'pushing herself up on her elbows and whistling loudly. "'I think maybe that's what they're frantically discussing?' "'The other two girls both looked over at where she was indicating, "'the unmistakable black clouds of a storm rolling towards them. "'Pack it up,' Jason called out from the wheelhouse. "'The girls scrambled to their feet, "'grabbing everything that wasn't tied down and storing it away. "'Tilly helped Cassie with a life vest, and they climbed into the cabin. "'It seemed like no time passed before the storm engulfed them,' tossing the small boat and drenching them. Jason and Evan struggled to keep the boat stable, the sheets of rain making it nearly impossible to see through the small window. Jason slipped in the water, pooling around his feet, hitting his head on the wall and collapsing to the floor, groaning in pain. Sarah crawled into the wheelhouse, helping Evan to keep everything steady. Tilly pulled Cassie in with her when the wind threatened to throw them overboard. She put pressure on Jason's head, and Cassie desperately scanned the radar for some sort of safe haven. An island! She screamed to be heard over the waves, pointing over the port side to where a barely visible outline could be made out in the flashes of lightning. The engine groaned as they pushed it into high gear, fighting through the waves toward the inlet of what appeared to be a crescent-shaped piece of land. The wind still howled, the rain still poured, but the waters calmed. No one moved, slumped against the side of the boat in exhaustion. We must have missed it when we were going through the map earlier, Evan breathed, his mop of dark curly hair plastered to his face. The other girls joined them, the five sitting in huddled silence as the storm eased to a gentle rain. Sometime later, a call carried over the water, a light shining into the wheelhouse. They climbed onto the deck, shocked to find two figures waving to them from the shore, beckoning them closer. Tilly and Sarah lowered the raft, and the group paddled through the mist to shore. "Oh, you poor things are soaked right through, the older woman of the two on shore said, throwing a blanket around Cassie's shoulder, touching a hand to her cheek. The younger girl handed out blankets to the others. "'You're all safe now,' she said, a gentle smile on her face. They followed the two, casting confused glances at each other as they walked further inland. The woman called ahead of them, more women appearing out of the trees to offer comforting words, warm food, and a gentle, calming touch. Two women took Jason, bringing out clean bandages for his still-bleeding head. "'You poor things,' the oldest woman of the group stepped forward, holding out her arms in a gesture at the gathering. How fortunate you found us. You wouldn't have survived much longer. She wrapped an arm around Cassie, guiding her to the fire set up under a canopy. The others were beckoned forward, sat down, and given warm mugs to drink from. What is this place? Evan asked, looking out as the rain finally stopped. A retreat, said the first woman from the beach. Her black hair hung in waves down her back, seemingly untouched by the storm. A safe haven where we come to enjoy each other's company. Do you have a radio on your boat, or some way we can call for help? I'm worried our friend may need more serious attention, Tilly spoke up. We have no boats here, the women had all seated themselves in a half-circle across from the group. No one was certain who had spoken. We're left here to gather, and we leave when the tides turn again. Sarah got up, awkwardly asking if she could go check on Jason. Evan volunteered to go with her, and the child from the beach led them away. Your friend will not be stable enough to travel tonight. The oldest woman spoke directly to Cassie, her dark eyes staring into the girl's heart. Maybe we'll be able to leave in the morning, Cassie managed to say, trying to tear her gaze, her eyes away from the intense gaze. Perhaps, the old woman smiled. The fire began to simmer, darkness closing in around them. The woman began to drift away, disappearing under tarps and canopies. Cassidy rolled Sarah's discarded blanket, ro- laying her head on it and staring into the embers. Something's wrong here, Cass, Tilly whispered. What do you mean? They said we were safe. This seriously doesn't feel like a cult thing to you? They didn't say anything about it being a cult. Because the first thing cults tell you is that they're a cult, Tilly snapped, somehow making her eye roll evident in her voice. Cassidy didn't respond, and after a moment, Tilly's breathing indicated she'd fallen asleep. The scream pierced the heavy air, jolting Cassie awake. She scrambled to her feet. Cassie, don't! Tilly hissed, looking around them. Cassie ignored her, stumbling blindly through the invisible trail back towards the beach. The scream had turned to a desperate wail. Sarah stood on the shoreline, screaming at the, the sight of their boat on fire. Cassie stopped short, staring at the flames as they leapt towards the stars. What happened? She grabbed Sarah by her shoulders, forcing her to look away from the scene. I don't know what the other girls sobbed, but Evan is on the boat. Wait, what do you mean Evan's on the boat? Sarah wrenched herself free, racing into the water. Cassidy screamed her name, watching in horror as Sarah disappeared underwater. What the hell happened? A male voice yelled behind her. She turned to see Evan running down the beach toward her. Oh my god, Sarah thought you were on the boat! She turned back to the sea, desperately searching for a glimpse of her friend, screaming her name again. Evan pushed past her, diving into the water as soon as it was deep enough. Cassie held her breath, straining for any sight of the two swimmers. Silhouetted against the flames, she could just make out the shape of their heads bobbing in the water. She sighed with relief. Then the boat exploded. She fell to the ground, hugging her knees in horror. We need to get out of here, Tilly said behind her, her voice numb. Cassie shook her head, afraid to move. Tilly grabbed her arm, trying to pull her to her feet. Cassie wouldn't move, her eyes locked on the burning boat. After a moment, Tilly gave up, walking down the beach towards where they'd left their raft. The youngest girl from the group came to sit beside Cassie, wrapping an arm around her trembling frame. Tilly made it just outside the inlet before the raft began to take on water. Cassie whimpered, watching as the raft disappeared below the waves. She sat watching the boat sink as the sun began to rise, pastel light streaming through the clouds. She remained unmoving as the water lapped at her toes. A pale figure rose from the deeper waters, skin nearly translucent against the darkness. My friends are dead, Cassidy said calmly slowly turning her, eye, her, eye, her head to meet the creature's gaze. But pair of inhuman black eyes met hers, blinking slowly. All by their own hand. The voice had once been the voice of the oldest woman of the group, but the tones had shifted. Her worries carried the weight of a thousand storms weathered, a thousand ships wrecked, a thousand sunrises watched. The hardest test any of his face. And you have passed. The water was up to Cassidy's knees. She stood, walking into the sea as the other woman, now all tra- as translucent as the eldest, rose from the water to greet her. She felt herself shed layers of outer skin, stretching as if she'd been imprisoned in the straitjacket. She blinked, adjusting to the change as she could once again see the faint movement that rippled through the water around her. Welcome home, child, her family whispered, their words washing over her and drawing her in once more heed this warning. If you become caught in a storm and an island previously undiscovered find you, finds you, take care when you are welcomed. For the sirens will tell you you have found safe harbor. And that is the first lie.
0: Mm. When you first mentioned, like, it's all women, I was like, Amazonians?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You, you, I think you did a good job of the okay. suspense. Okay, good. Because, yeah, I was like, I feel like parts of this are rushed, and I'm also like, I need to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Because that's it's the only way for her to then rejoin her people. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. I like that. I was quite proud of, like, the heed the warning at yeah. the Because I'm like, how do I tie in the fact that if you then reread it, you're going to see that everything they've said is essentially a lie to everyone but Cassie? hmm Yeah. I liked how you described them, too,
0: like, with the translation and that. That was cute. That,
1: that was, was cute. actually <laughs> inspired by... It's this Australian TV show. There's only one season. Um, I think it's on Netflix, but it's Chris Hemsworth's wife, wife isn't it? Okay. Um, and basically, they are half mermaids, half humans. Okay. Um, and then at the end, spoiler alert... Um, at the end, you actually see the mermaids, and they're like not the stereotypical what you think of when you think of mermaids. Um, they're like very translucent, almost like alien looking. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. That's neat. Yeah. I think this one was difficult too because, like,
0: automatically because of the scream, you think like scary. Yeah. And this is my first time doing a spoopy, <laughs> spoopy story. Spoopy! <laughs> so, it's interesting.
1: Well, I'm excited.
0: Shall I? Yes, please. So, as you all know, I am terrible with names, so it is just labeled Campfire. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Well, at least this one actually has a title. I'm yeah. shocked.
0: <laughs> okay. They had gone for a celebratory drink after their finals. The semester hadn't been easy, but the group seemed to have formed a bond throughout which had... What? <laughs> bond throughout which had helped the days go by. After their drinks... They weren't quite ready to call it a night. A drive wasn't good enough, and going to another bar would have just led to an unfortunate next morning. After some suggestions, it was agreed on the beach in the end. They loaded up the car with wood, snacks, and a few more cans of something light, and headed out. Headed down. It was a beautiful, clear night, with only them and their stretch of beach. Stars filled the sky out in the open ocean, with the moon catching the tips of each little wave that rippled across the water. Look! Ava pointed over the glowing fire, the silhouette of a seal's head poked out of the water before quickly submerging. You know, Oliver tossed another log on the fire, sending a puff of sparks in front of his face. They say there are sea monsters around here. Chloe rolled her eyes. Ah yes, the famous, it's a mermaid, it's sirens, Nessie, or quite possibly the swamp monster. Don't dismiss it, it's possible, Oliver prosed. Protested, but was only met with groans and eye rolls. Hear me out. Okay, only like 2% of the ocean has been discovered. They have found that some lakes have channels that lead to the ocean from under mountains. You can't tell me it's impossible that there's something living down there. So, Ben drawled. You do believe in swamp monsters. I'm not saying I believe in Nessie or sirens or whatnot specifically, but some fish just like never stop growing. I think sturgeon? And what about that shark in Greenland that's hundreds of years old? Dude, we're not in Greenland. Ben offered him a drink, but he only pushed it away. Whatever I believe in, the possibility... Oh, no. Whatever. I believe in the possibility of something. It's that the whole... Isn't that the whole reason we went to university? To discover and learn and believe in the impossible? Spare us this speech, Ollie. I went so I could get a job. Ava took his re- rejected drink. I'm going to be peeing every two hours at this rate. Speaking of which, I need a pee break. Ben stood up and gestured to the rest of the group. Yeah, me too, I guess. Chloe and Ben wandered down and up into the se- their separate patches of forest. Ava leaned back in the sand and listened to the ripple of water. Soothing, eh? Yeah. Ollie hummed, joining her on the ground. I wish I could be a part of it. Ava rolled her head over to face him, prompting him to continue. To see everything about it, to truly understand it. That's why I think there could be something out there. How could there not be? It's too incredible to not have something magnificent. You would make a decent woman, Ava chuckled. The two fell silent and let the sound of waves t- take over the conversation. Sharp, shrill, the scream tore through the air, but it fell short. The sound of thrashing in the water replaced it, but that in itself only lasted for a second. What the... Chloe! They heard Ben call out from the shore. Chloe! What's going on? Ava shouted out to him. He came running up to the fire, his face white in its glow. She was just waiting for me on the shore. By the time I came out of the woods, she was gone. Oh, ha ha, very funny. Olive, Oliver leaned back down on the sand. What? I'm not falling for it. Chloe is gone, Oliver towered over Ben. I get what you're trying to do, man. The scream, the splash. This is just your way of messing with me for believing it's something out in the water. Ben let out an exasperated grunt before storming down the shore toward the scream. He called out her name every few seconds, each time becoming quieter and quieter to the two around the fire. He looked pretty worried, Ollie. He's fine. He's been doing elaborate jokes like this since the beginning of high school they'll be back they had already burned through another half half a bag of wood and there's still no sign of them ben had even gone quiet ava poked at the fire i was wanting to go out to the dock before we run out of wood care to join the boards creaked with each footstep until they reached the end you should stick your feet in ava pointed to the ink black water no thanks, I don't need to die today. (laughs) Oh come on. Ava slipped off her own shoes and stood with her toes hanging over the edge. I'll do it with you. Fine. Oliver rolled his eyes. The two sat on the edge with their feet kicking in the water. Ava went still after a moment. You know what? I still haven't celebrated enough. What? Before Oliver could get a response, Ava slipped off the edge covering him with a spray of water. He let out a hearty laugh that carried across the ocean, in front of him. But then it was silent, and besides the ripples of waves, the water was still. Ava? Oliver slipped his feet up. A moment more of nothing. He stood up frantically, scanning his surroundings. The water was steady. He searched for the fire. Uh, I made this paragraph too long, I can't (laughs) find my place. (laughs) Uh, he searched for the fire. It was nothing more than glowing embers with no Chloe or van around it. Ava? His breath hitched and his heart lurched. A hand was gripping around his ankle from behind. He whipped around and saw Ava's eyes bobbing just above the surface. He let out a breathy relieved laugh, but he quickly stopped. Something was wrong. Her hand was too coarse. He met her eyes and felt the blood drain from his face. The moon reflected the water dripping down her scaled face, making it shimmer. She pulled herself closer. You
1: could be a part of it. Ooh. I like we both went the mermaid (laughs) route. Yeah. (laughs) I was was curious to see if we were going to go that route. Then I was like, well, I don't know. She was talking about the Sasquatch. Yes. Yeah. But it was like... Because my aunt wrote the Sasquatch story, yeah. I feel like I can't do it. We also spent a really long time talking about belugas yeah. in the last episode, so I feel like it was kind of on the mind. Yeah. But I like how yours is mermaid and mine's a siren. Yeah. So are the other two, like, are they doing the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> they just disappeared. So I, like, I I kind of left
0: that open because I... Okay, at first, this is where I was going to make it yeah. way too complicated. I was going to have it where Ava... Was basically sacrificing everyone in exchange for her to become a mermaid, but I didn't know I have time for that, mm-hmm. and I didn't have enough time to Which is make funny, it not I like
1: almost did that, except for yeah. the fact that Cassidy's or Cassie's already yeah. a siren. It's just it's like the final test you have to pass.
0: Yeah, and it was like I didn't know how to do that in such a short story because I kept seeing it like movie. Yeah, and I'm like, no, there's there's too
1: much going on. This yeah. is multiple short stories. This is a novel.
0: So I kind of left normal, it. They did though. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of left it so that maybe they're playing a joke. Mm-hmm. Maybe they are dead. hmm You don't know. And the lie is that, no, of course there's... Because there's kind of two yeah. lies. Is like, are they playing a prank? Mm-hmm. No, there's no sea monsters. Yeah. Like, I like it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Also, because I just watched Luca recently.
1: <laughs> it's so cute! <laughs> I was like, I have to do see one. It monsters. made me emotional.
0: Yeah.
1: They were so cute. And then his parents. Oh my god, I love his parents. They were so good. <laughs> this is like chucking all the kids in the fountain. Oh, so good. Yeah.
0: This was very good. I'm quite yeah. happy with these. Yeah, it's interesting that we both went with sirens. Mm-hmm. Or, of that sort, yeah. sirens, mermaids.
1: Yeah. I definitely, in the future, depending on the prompt, I would definitely revisit sirens. Yes. Like, not even mermaids, but, like, the siren aspect. Yeah. Because it is, like, a subspecies, technically. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's the most interesting, is, like... Because, I mean, there is that post that talks about the fact that, oh, you know, sirens were always luring men to their death. Well, no, they were just chilling on rocks and... Sailors took that as an invitation, and then they crashed. But sirens are the vindictive ones. Yeah. Where they're they're luring you in with anything you could ever want. hmm Yeah, it would be interesting to go mm-hmm. back. Or even doing that in, like, a not-ocean setting. Yeah. Like, have it be a siren on land. Yeah. So it's, well, how... You know, and you even do it where it's like, ooh... I'm just going (laughs) with, like, a whole idea now. There's the siren that's hiding on land and the mermaid hunter. Oh. And he falls, like, she makes him fall for her. But he either figures it out or there's, like, a reveal at the end where it's, like, then he is hunting her again because it's her. Or you go the classic route of well, I was fake to begin with, but then I fell for you. But coming from her. <laughs> okay. Because she's the one who's manipulated him because she's the sign. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just picturing,
0: like, mermaid in the middle of Australia, where they literally have to live underground. Like, not, I'm not thinking, like, beach Australia, like, mm-hmm. middle desert living underground.
1: <laughs> yeah, no ocean within, mm-hmm. you know... 300 miles in any direction yeah yeah I think that could be interesting well I feel like that's the thing like I understand the concept that like oh mermaids need to be near water because obviously that's where they're meant to live Mm -hmm. but I feel like if you were a mermaid in hiding staying as far away from water as possible yeah especially because there's those stories with like the mermaids I don't know if you ever watched h2o like just add water I remember watching it when I was yeah. a kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then it, like, pops up and I recommended it on YouTube, and I'm like, oh my god, the episodes were so badly acted, <laughs> but it's so bad. <laughs> there was um, something about it that yeah. just kept you going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zane and, was it Cleo? I don't remember. He was, like, the bad boy, and she was the tough chick, and she was like, I don't need no man, but she ended up buying... Finding- Falling for him. Because there was two different versions, There right? was, which is really
0: weird. I think I watched the other version because yeah. he was a soft boy.
1: Oh. Well, no, because there is a soft boy. There's the one with the bucket hat. And he's, like, their best friend and he finds yes. out, like, super yes. early. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, but then there's the tough girl whose power is fire, which doesn't make any sense considering... Oh, like the heat? Yeah, the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it's heat, ice, and water manipulation are their powers. Yeah. And so the one that that's power is fire... Um, she's kind of the hothead of the group, which yep. obviously, um, and she's very much the tomboy of the three of them. Mm-hmm. And then there's the rich boy that's like, oh, thinks he's all that. Cause he can buy everything with daddy's money uh-huh. and she can't stand him at all. And the two, but he's just like, you don't like me. I'm going to antagonize you. And then there's the episode where like, cause the whole thing is like when the full moon happens, their powers yeah. get stronger. So she ends up going to an island by herself and, like, accidentally just about sets the whole thing on fire. Um, And he ends up chasing her to the island, and he gets there, and he's like, what the crap is going on? And she's sitting there. Why
0: would he chase her to the
1: island? Because she doesn't like him, so he has to find out why. (laughs) I can't remember. I just remember she's on the island and, like, (laughs) surrounded by fire and sitting there looking very grumpy. And he, like, sits beside her, and he's like, what's going on? Are you okay? And she, like, looks at him, and she kisses him. Okay. But then he ends up, like, getting heat stroke. Because her body is also burning. I like it. (laughs) But yeah, and then, like, they ended up getting together. And he ended up... Because his dad was financing this doctor that was trying to hunt the girls down, and he was like, no, of there course. are mermaids in, in, you know, Mako Cove, and this has to be real, and he's super excited, and then they end up trapping the girls, and he comes in because he's all excited. He's like, we won, we won. He's like, why are you here? What the hell is going on? And, like, mildly freaking out, and I think he ends up redeeming himself by helping the girls escape um, because he finds out that the doctor wants to, like... Experiment, Experiment on them and everything and he's like well they're girls and she's like no they're they're creatures they're not human he's like but i know them <laughs> so they're girls and this is a little weird so he helps them escape and then him and hey i think her name's ricky actually oh. <laughs> um kind of like make up and they get together for a bit and then i believe because i only ever watched like the first two seasons i think mm-hmm. or the first season but then he ends up, like, becoming a dick in the end, and they break up, and everyone was like- everyone who watched the show was, like, so angry. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Yeah. But anyway, that was a really very roundabout way to talk about the fact that in that show- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot why you even brought it up. <laughs> it took me a second, but in that show, if the girls get even, like, a drop of water on them, they turn into mermaids. Yeah. Um, but then there's other shows where they actually do have full control over it. Because mm-hmm. even Aquamarine was, oh, you get into water and you automatically turn into a mermaid. Yeah. That was a good movie. That, I haven't watched it in years. That is very but... underrated <laughs> as a chick movie. Yes. Yeah. I still love the part where she's like, I'm going to go to him and prove that true love is real. Do you love me? And he's like, uh. And the other two are like, just, just kill us just now. Don't, just stop. This please. will be so much better. And the shell phone. Yes. Underrated joke. But no, um, but then there's other ones where I feel like they do have more control over it. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Like, in in mine, I was thinking they have to be fully submerged. Yeah, well, that's the thing in mine, where it's like, she's sitting there with her feet in the water, lapping at her, and then she goes into the water, and she makes that physical choice to shed her skin. Yeah. I'm trying to look up the name of that show. Which one? This is, like, the most random way to actually get here.
0: Oh, the one you were talking about earlier? Yes. Mm -hmm. Hemsworth's
1: wife. Thank you. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. I
0: can't remember her name. Isn't she,
1: like, a Spanish actress? Elsa Pataki? Yes, she's Spanish. Uh, Thailand. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. Um... I'm basically, it's this really... It was pretty good. I mean, there was stuff that you kind of roll your eyes, and it yeah. was like everyone ends up sleeping with everyone for no reason whatsoever. But, but the way that they work it, because they're all half human, half siren, they don't actually transform. They can just, like, breathe underwater. Okay. Um, Do they have gills? No, but that's the cool thing. So, like... But essentially, because it it kind of comes out in like the first couple episodes, because there's like the dramatic reveal about the main mm-hmm. character that you totally see coming if yeah. you watch the trailer, because they totally spoil it. But basically, because she's kind of an outsider in her own family, and like she was in prison, but I can't remember before. I should really rewatch the show. I quite liked it, and I'm kind of sad that it only got one season. Um, but she comes home, and like she's doesn't get along with her her mother. Um, and it's also, it's, like, a very not-well-kept secret that what the Tidelanders are. Like, everyone knows they're half-human, half-siren. And so they all kind of, like, congregate together, and you can go and, like, barter with them and stuff. But it's like, ooh, be careful around a Tidelander. Why, are they gonna, like, eat you? Well, you can't (laughs) trust them, because they're half-siren. You know, they're they're freaks. They're not fully human, right? They're they're deceptive by nature. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then something happens, and there's, like, stuff that she uncovers with, like, other sketchy stuff that's going on. Uh, and then these fishermen end up capturing her because she's snooping around and they dump her in a fish tank Okay. and they like put the lid on it. And I think it's partly because they suspect, and but she's freaking out. And then the next thing you know, she's like, oh no, 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 they, that's how it works. They cuff her and they throw her in the ocean. Oh. To drown her because they're like, well, she can't swim. And the next thing you know, she's breathing underwater and she's freaking out. And one of the Tidelanders that was friends with her dad, who knows that Mm. she's not, that she's a Tidelander, he was following them and he rescues her and he's like, yeah, about that. But that's when he realized that's what the animosity with her mom comes from, is that it's not actually her mom. So her mother has raised her with the knowledge that she is half siren. Okay.
0: Does
1: she have like really...
0: Dark like hair door. and, like,
1: really big brown eyes. Okay, yes. I yes. did see
0: the trailer for that, yes. like, forever ago.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. a while ago. I, like, binge watch. It also had an incredible soundtrack. I got so many good songs so off much. of that. Yes. Yeah, really good. And, like, the way they play it is, hey, this is normal life, and there's all this other crap going on, but also sirens. Okay. Yeah, I quite like yeah. it. Like I said, there's a lot of ridiculousness and like, yeah. everyone sleeping with everyone, and it's so pointless. But... I feel like, okay, if there's, like, a super well-done show, mm-hmm. right, like... It's really, really good. You're kind
0: of okay if it
1: only gets one or two seasons. Yeah, but the problem is they very much set this one up for a second season. Oh. But I was going to say... Like, spoiler alert, but there is very much a massive cliffhanger at the end of the first season. Yeah. Like, very, very, holy crap, where do we go from here? (laughs) But if you watch the show, you realize that they also kind of shot themselves in the foot in doing that. I mean, I can, like, slightly spoil it for you. Basically, like, more than half of the cast dies. (laughs) Like, three-quarters of the cast gets killed before the end of the last episode. Is there, like,
0: some mega monster that's...
1: No, it's, um, basically the lead Tideliner. Because, essentially, they're trying to call their mothers back. And so they're trying to, like, perform this ritual to call back the sirens. Um, because, essentially, a siren mates with a human. And then as soon as she has the baby, she'll, like, leave it on land and she disappears. And so it's kept it's looked after by the humans and she has nothing to do with it so they're trying to call back their mothers Um, so they're going through this whole ritual and there's this little girl that like she has visions and kind of thing which is kind of weird Um, but then it's like the main character realizes that they're gonna kill someone the little girl well she doesn't know who but she knows they're gonna kill someone to try and bring the sirens back and she's freaking out about it so she and her brother and a cop go to like try and stop them and then like the cop ends up getting killed and he's one of the main characters Uh and then there's the hot siren dude Tidelander (laughs) dude that like the main girl was in love with but he's also in love with the Tidelander like queen or whatever Um, she is drama and she kills him what like the Tidelander queen kills the hot guy because he's betrayed her And, cause he's going like, you're going crazy, we can't do this, this is too far, and she's like, oh, you don't, you know, you're right, you served me so well, and then she stabs him. Um, and then... But he has to come back. But then they end up on the beach, and she's brought the little girl, cause I think they think that the little girl is like the key to getting them back or something. Okay. And so I think the main character thinks they're gonna kill the little girl, so she's trying to save the little girl. And then her brother ends up getting stabbed, and then she's fighting... The like Tidelander Queen and the two of them are fighting. And then I pretty sure she ends up stabbing the Thailander Queen, but then something happens, and she also ends up accidentally stabbing the little girl. Oh. So the little girl is dying, but the little girl's like, It's okay, I knew it was gonna be you. Oh no! So, like, the little girl had fully accepted her death, and now she's standing there holding this bloody knife, surrounded by, like, all these dead bodies of literally the entire main cast, and then the sirens appear. Huh. And that's how it ends. Okay. And it was like, oh, dear God! But yeah, what do you do after that? Exactly! Like, well, and that was the thing, because I looked it up to be like, is there a season two? <laughs> one of the things I, one of the articles I read was like, well, basically everyone's dead, so I don't know where you go from here. And, like, what are the sirens gonna do? Exactly. Yeah. They had their babies. Clearly <laughs> they don't actually care. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it was a good show and like a lot of drama where it didn't seem forced to be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, they're sirens versus hu- humans and stuff like that. And I thought that was really well done. Mm-hmm. And also the way they handled like the whole, oh, they're, they're half siren and they have these abilities and stuff like that. It was really cool. I like that. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That was a very long ramble. I talked for a very long time. I'm very sorry. (laughs) Apparently, I just really like mermaid stuff. It's an interesting,
0: like, even just the theory of mermaids. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked all about
1: that in the previous. We did, yeah. So I won't go into it. I just think it's cool. No, yeah, 100%. I also, it was funny, because after we did that episode, I ended up finding this article that talked about, like, the mythology of mermaids. Oh, And how it relates to Christianity kind of thing. And like how... Because the stories had always kind of existed and then they were picked up by the Catholic Church to turn them into like basically a description of sin, essentially. Huh. Yeah. And so you'll see it in a lot of like old manuscripts and old paintings and and window art. Is depicting mermaids when they're talking about, like, committing huge sins or whatever. It's super weird. Like. Because it's, oh, she spreads her legs, because they always would have you too. Yeah, Yeah, so she spreads her legs. um, She's naked. She's holding a mirror to represent vanity. And there's usually something else as well. That, like, represents another thing. Huh. Yeah. Like, I get it in principle, but, like, you gotta squint real hard. Yeah, to, to think about sin as represented by a mermaid. But I thought that yeah. was kind of funny and fitting, mm-hmm. given the fact that we had just had a huge conversation yeah. about mermaids. <coughs> hmm. Interesting. Yes. Well, I apologize for talking too much on this episode. <laughs> I think it was successful. I- I'm quite happy with this episode. I yeah. like the way this went. I like that our stories were surprisingly similar, actually. Yeah, I had a feeling they might be. Yeah. But still very much our own. Yes. And for once, I actually have a higher kill count than you. Yes, and I was surprised how many characters you had. I know. I was very proud of myself. I I worked really hard on that. They even had names. Right? (laughs) And, like, mild descriptions of appearance. Yeah, it was impressive. Thank you. I also thought it would be more of a plot twist if, like, you had more than one character and all of them died. Yes. So that you end up with only one character. Yeah. 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 Alright, well, on that lovely note, thanks for listening to this very chaotic ramble. Apologies again. (laughs) As always, I am Bryn. I am Ricky. And we are Writers in Progress.